with a bang for 2019 for Offended AF Asian Feminist um, podcast. Now, you you guys may have seen that there have been some changes. Um, we have recently put the podcast on Apple iTunes, so you guys don't just have to listen to us on SoundCloud. We are also now on Apple, and we're trying to get ourselves up on other media outlets. And you'd also notice that we have a website now called offendedaf.com. Um, where you know we share it's basically a blog site where we talk about anything and everything to do with you know racism being asian asian feminism but we're trying to be a lot more broad so we can talk about a lot of broad issues a lot of broad issues as well so please check that out for some interesting um blog posts and our podcast is a dedicated page for our podcast because that's our bread and butter um, and how we started um, so yeah so check that out and for those who celebrate it we want to wish everybody a happy lunar new year we're still within the 14 day period I think we're like on the maybe the fifth I can't remember uh, maybe on the 12th 13th day or something so we're um, almost caught going towards the end of it but Happy New Year of the Year of the Pig to everybody who's listening and who celebrates it. Um, so yeah, so we're going to start our podcast for this year. This is our first one for 2019. Uh, we did take some time off uh, basically to rejig our brand and to basically create a website and, um, you know, get some, get some content up. So today we're going to start with some pretty interesting topics and let's get into it so you can stop hearing me ramble about the new year. So the first topic um, is basically looking at the ideas of the lack of recognition or the lack of acknowledgement of, um, and as you know, for my experience being an Asian Australian and um, for Katie, she'll talk about the being, um, British born Chinese or British Chinese or British East Asian um, background creatives basically getting acknowledged back at home in Australia there's an issue where Asian Australians are not being acknowledged particularly if you're in the creative space so whether you're an actor director um, and a singing artist a writer whatever there is a lack of acknowledgement um, when you do well overseas and there's also a lack of opportunities back home and we'll, I'll talk about why later on um, if you do not fit into the mold of being a Hemsworth, Kitman or Hugh Jackmans. So we're going to talk about that and also um, leading on from that we're going to talk about that big controversy over CBBC which is Children's BBC Network um, over in the UK where um, the the dominant number of senior writers on a show which is basically talking about an, a Chinese take, a, a family who works in a Chinese takeout uh, non-East Asian slash non-Asian writers um, in the senior level so we want to talk about that as well and the second topic which I think will be a pretty huge topic is talking about the issue of big packers now we've we know for most of us who are living in the West or in Europe, um, we know that this has been an issue for quite a while, and we've been, and we've read and written things about big packers like for the last couple of years. But 
the issue is actually slowly picking up in Asia and there are certain there some parts of Asia and I'm very cautious when I say that are slowly waking up to the issues of big packers um, because majority of them are either West Western looking or European looking and um, there's a lot of interesting videos particularly coming out from Malaysia uh, where influencers are talking about the issues of white privilege and white supremacy when it comes to bag packing and I'm kind of happy that they're kind of talking about that so without further ado let's start off um, our podcast now I'm going to stop talking because I want to get Katie's thoughts first on you want to share some insight onto the controversy of the CBBC thing, Katie? Um, so the CBBC has just uh, recently commissioned a um, a TV program called Living with the Lambs. Um, the CB- CBBC is basically is essentially a children's BBC. So, you know, um, it's all the BBC um, shows um, that's dedicated and made for kids. And uh, it's supposed to centre around a Chinese family um, running. So this time, this is a restaurant um, in Manchester, uh, rather than um, a t- rather than a takeaway. And the problem with mm-hmm. this one, um, which is supposed to be, you know, this should be, I guess, um, uh, you know, a, a a milestone, as it were. Uh, for representation of East Asians or even just British Chinese uh, in the UK, because uh, because most most uh, British TV shows that are based in the UK, the presence of um, of British East Asians or even a Brit or, or even a British Chinese um, uh, family, it's is is absent. And one of the uh, one of the things we usually say is that uh, for things like soaps, you know, uh, for the you know the amount of um, soaps that you have, such as EastEnders, uh, which is set in um, the East End of London, or Coronation Street, which is I think it's Manchester, um, you would never ever see, um, you know, a Chinese takeaway. Uh, and even though in when you if you walk down you know high street uh, high street in you in the well not high street but you know any street in the UK. Um, there's most most of the time you should see a Chinese takeaway and most people you know when they go to look for um, you know deliveries or you know or food or t- to take away it's they try to either look for an Indian takeaway or Chinese takeaways um, so for so, you know um, for being totally absent on for being totally absent on screen we have this opportunity now to be i guess to see ourselves you know especially at you know to be featured you know um, as a tv a tv series the problem with living with the lambs which um i've have been um um informed um by an open letter that was posted on that was posted on facebook was that it it is is, is is there's so they don't have actually have they don't have any any uh, British Chinese or British East Asian writers um, in you know that's writing any of these um, episodes to be honest um, or even on you know on the on, even on the senior level or whatever they don't ha- or they don't they don't really have anyone to actually write the stories um, our stories out for us is there mo- so for i guess for to consult 
someone i suppose i don't i don't think they even have someone to actually um you know give them any sort of cultural you know um advice really other than that that they would um they've been told that they could buddy up with another with a with a british chinese writer uh and then but um they but the the chinese writers that get buddied up with these um you know non chinese writers is that they they, they will not get credited on the show mm. and, and and it's funny because i always i thought that bbc signed up to some you know and obviously when we say some diversity they have like di- diversity standards don't they but again um if we need to remember particularly for um you know white mainstream media to them diversity means just putting something on that's visible that represents diversity and they don't care how they get it there as long as this it's there. has is do you think this has they have i mean there's been strides to kind of try and make things as as diverse um you know as as possible but it's only on a superficial on a, on a superficial level i think i you would probably find um particularly if it's um um if it comes to maybe just casting just extras for instance um and because i you know because i do work in, um um in in the in the ex in, in um, as an extra um you would normally find that um that production, but the production production companies will try and diversify, and try to make and try to add as many, um, a different looking people as possible, or even just you just get your you know your token um, non um, non white people I suppose into the into the mix, but um, essentially as you go higher higher up, so from you know from the extras to maybe the crew, and then to maybe the writers and things like that, you you know you would you um usually people of color are not really um don't really reach the senior levels as often as 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 mm. their white counterparts mm. so it's why and, we and have that's the problem. same yeah yeah and and it's it's back to that idea that yes you know it's like a for them it's mostly like in and we say this in australia when we when we have diversity standards in you know where in whatever industry mainstream industry for them it's basically a checkbox that they want to tick so they don't care how they get there as long as they show um in the public you know in a public face that they're doing it they don't care how they get there and to me the how they've gone about doing this what's it called is it like living with the lambs is that it's, what it's living with the, la- the living show? with the lambs uh, so yeah from... yeah we're living with the lambs yeah so it, to me it sounds like um, they they put that show on. Okay, good. They want to put that show on, but they don't care how they get there as long as they put they, the public sees that. Oh, you know, we're celebrating diversity, um, but that's about it. They don't care how they get there. They don't care that, um, that the people who should be the senior writers and should be credited for it are you know either British Chinese or British East Asian writers who do know that life. You know, who, especially and a lot especially, of them will know somebody who lives that life. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's a, a lot of um, a lot of um, a lot of British Chinese would have grown up in in a takeaway background or in or, or the re, or the restaurant background, and mm. um, 
I don't um, understand. It's not even. I think the the issues that I think the issue that the BBC have basically just um, has sort of palmed um, people off with is that there aren't any. That's this is the thing that people actually think people are more pissed off about, rather even more so than just having just um, just uh, a team of uh, non-Chinese um, uh, non-British Chinese writers is. Um, saying that there aren't any British uh, uh, East Asian um, writers that are experienced enough to take on uh, this project, even though uh, in the open letter you can clearly see that there's quite a number of them who have uh, who have the experience, frankly. Mm. Well, we know we know that's a bullshit. We know that's a bullshit excuse, though. It's always their excuse, right? Oh, you know, we we can't find anyone who has the experience and you know and the same thing in australia when you know when we have controversies in in a similar vein the excuse is well we couldn't find any actors um who were experienced enough to play that role yeah well they all gone off to to the u.s but this outlook of things in your case yeah 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 they have and or or asia and the thing is like if you offer that to them they will come back for it you see what I mean, and I'll talk about that when I get to my part part of the of this topic. But I do think that it was a very careless thing. Um, I don't think that we should, um, no one should ever give um, BBC any excuses because they are mainstream enough to know um, the issues of diversity. And I know that the you know even though British East Asians are a very small percentage but we, I'm very proud to see that you guys are very loud like on this topic. I mean we are quite we're still we're still quite visible to be it's not like it's not like no one knows no one knows about us and unlike and, and mo and like most uh, you know I guess so-called um, ethnic minorities in 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 the UK we um mm. you you can't you you know we don't have to and if unless if you're not Chinese, for instance, say you, if you're um, if you're um, of Filipino dis- uh, descent, you don't have to basically you don't have to explain to someone that oh, um, I'm Chinese. Always, oh, you know, what's what's what you know, what's the difference? Between, you know, I mean, it's that people have an idea what it means to have this Chinese as uh, Chinese identity. Yet, mm-hmm. um, I think we just get constantly parodied and and um, we just get. Is, again, it's the it's the it's the reoccurring issues of being kind of of um, Orientalism, um, othering, um, again like, like I said, parodied and um, the, st- the stereotypes and um, and it's just there's a few things about um, I would um, um, some people have read the the script and for some uh, for some reason the Daily Mail has grabbed hold of the script. They seem to have more. I they have um um. um more idea of what's actually in the script than say the guardian i don't know how the daily mail does it I, i'd rather not give them clicks but i have to unfortunately um and well, okay can you can you kind of give us some background of what that daily Ma- the mail daily mail well said? basically the daily mail has basically um um got the details of the script including for instance the the father performs in the band called uh, rock uh, so not rock walk and roll um the i think the grandmother was is in it and so she's supposed to um, speak with a mixture of like um of accents where is that let's see um yeah there's the, the grandmother was it would um yeah here we go 
Um, the programmer is also said to poke fun at the grandmother of a spitting on the floor, use a mishmash of Chinese action, um, accents, and even feature an episode about the stinkiness of Chinese food, which was just like... <sighs> what the fuck is that? I, I, I don't know. It's... Um, I, I, I don't have the energy to feel outraged. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just... It's... It, it's if, you know, they've regressed so far back, is I don't see that there's any point... Um, in basically actually um, putting green lighting this show, it has been green lighted by, I suppose, but you know, no, has it been green lighted? It's been, um, I don't see any point of trying to kind of develop the show any further, in my opinion. But some um, some people have, um, the Daily Mail has basically said, oh, we should, uh, has, uh, has, has insinuated that um, we wanted to axe the show, whereas The Guardian. Has basically has stressed that um, uh, that the members of um, the British East Asian, oh, where is it, the um, British uh, British members of the British East Asian working in theatre and screen, also known as Beats. So the Beats members have basically has emphasised that the show should not be axed because it needs to be basically it's just basically they're saying just hire just hire Chinese writers work with the Chinese writers rather than kind of like. Um, I mean, they're not. They're not. They're not going to give us credit, and they give. And it seems like they they're giving us a very patronising, very kind of um, condescending kind of um, um, positions. I guess, um, like the, the you know you um, a right. Um, I, I guess a white writer would um, buddy up with a British uh, British East Asian writer, and they and the British East Asian writer is mentored under the you know under. The more senior, um, your more senior um, uh, partner, supposedly, even though we have the experience, uh, you know that's just it is patronising, and you're not even going to get a credit. You, you, you very, don't you don't yeah. get a credit for it, and that's just kind of what's the yeah. point, what is the at a point. It's very patronising, yeah. And the thing is, if you get if you if the senior writers or the leading writers were, you know, and there's a lot of British East Asian experienced writers that that story would not be written you know like i can never imagine even in comedy um a grand a chinese grandmother who uh, probably was a migrant you know making fun of chinese food that's like what the fuck is that you know no one would i don't i cannot imagine and even if that was written it'll be a lot more nuanced it was written by somebody a british east asian writer who knows that life because White riders would not know that life. Well, apparently they working in the tech Apparently out. they've got um, dumplings cooked in ovens. Uh, which the hell is um, that? Which is I I don't I don't know if I don't know if they just you know put that in to take the piss or or what or what because it was just it was um um is I I even if it was written uh, purely by uh, white writers. Um, I don't think these writers have any excuse to, you know, this, you know, excuse to kind of have to get that wrong because you have YouTube videos and they go to Chinese restaurants all the time where you have dim sums and things like that where they see that things have been steamed in, you know, bamboo steamers, um, and yeah. so I, I'm not sure how, why, or how they decide to do that, but yeah ste steam pan fried or boiled you can That's you can you see it on you if you if you need to do your research without if you're going to be that if you're going to go as far as doing your research without any 
without engaging or making any contact with um, you know any British um, um, East Asians at least go on YouTube yeah it just yeah, it's, it's exactly. just there's plenty of resources for you know for you to and they can't even do, I don't, they can't even do that but um, I think um, I I don't know I can't I, I can't I I can't be more outraged I think I'm just I don't you're over it for that way i am i'm not i'm i can't you know there's not enough energy there i don't have the energy to do that i don't have the energy this is you know it's it's gone be it's gone beyond basically yeah you're 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 beyond outraged and there's that feeling of being beyond outraged where you just look look at it and you're thinking oh my god what's the point of getting angry i'm just beyond that level and you're at that level and i'm at that level when you just because i haven't read um you know extensively into it but from what you tell me i'm like you know this is terrible but i agree with beat's position that it's not about taking the show off because but you have writers who can write a lot more nuanced jokes about working you know a family in a takeout um you can make jokes it's not like saying we cannot we're not saying that no one can make jokes but these jokes have to be nuanced and have to be tasteful in terms of telling that experience oh, well i, I want to um, know what's you know, the actual purpose of having i don't i want to know what's the actual purpose of having uh, you know this show on cbbc because it's supposed because when you do when you commission like a kids show it's supposed to be it's more more often should put it's supposed to be educational you know that's because you're supposed to teach kids about um, because it's, it's a platform you know it's an opportunity basically to teach kids about different lifestyles you know religion or uh, or you know current issues you know in this very simplified um, um, way that kids can so kids you know know what's going on in the world around you know the world around them you know whether it's like you know is this uh, science or even just like politics you know things like that um, food mm. or um, or just so social issues such as like home like homelessness and you know things like that um, you know that's what the C, you know that's what CBBC is you know for rather than you know not just for you know even like Teletubbies is supposed to you know supposed to be educational so I want to know what is the what's the actual sole purpose of living with the lambs it was supposed to educate you know um, future generations and uh, and the British public on what is it like to be um, British Chinese then I don't understand why they don't actually employ um consults i don't just consult just employ um you know just um you know british you know british uh, east asian and british chinese um writers i they even even consult they haven't even consulted people they've been they've, they haven't even done the research um you know just to get well, their materials just, together yeah i i'm just surprised because like you said Consider it's BBC, you know. Even though it's children's, BBC, but it's BBC. You, I'm surprised that they didn't. We, you know, you pay, research, you, know, you pay to, to have the you pay to have um, the BBC. You pay the TV license. That's this is the thing. This is what we we pay. This is what we pay the TV's license for is to have, is to have you know quality shows, and supposedly. Um, you know, this is a reason why. Well, this is a reason why diversity and multiculturalism is important because you know there's no point pay if you know if you're there's no point paying. Um, 
your TV light if you're in a TV lighting you don't see really see yourself represented I can't I can see why people you know just sort of turn to you know Netflix you know mm. and just not or you know, streaming or online you don't yeah, have you know because exactly. you don't necessarily have to pay the the TV license then then it's just any for any like yeah like uh, TV bro- uh, prod- uh, uh, broadcast that's one you have to pay but mm. nowadays people just you know just have um, some sort of console and just and install Netflix and you just pay and you pay Netflix instead you know and that's I um, it's it's a is I mean this this is complete contrast to what was um, uh, what was released by another I think it's another uh, a BBC creator Elaine Chong she's just recently um, released um, a, sh- a mini documentary about uh, t- uh, um, Chinese U- uh, Chinese takeaways in the UK. It's fifteen minutes is on, and it's again it's commissioned by it's commissioned for the BBC. It's got it's a BBC stories on YouTube. You can actually you can watch it fifteen minutes. And uh, Elaine, yeah, I've seen that Elaine one. has got uh, members of the British born Chinese group, and they all basically talk about uh, what it's like growing up in a, in in a Chinese takeaway um, uh, background. So just for the ones who are not from the UK, a Chinese takeaway is um, is a shop, not a restaurant. Just to just to let you know, um, I understand that Next Shark has um, when they've when they've made this um, when they made um, when they published their article on this on uh, on this video that they've kind of incorrectly referred um, to the takeaways as restaurants. Restaurants is a there's a different ec- um, economical kind of like layer altogether, you know. There's a lot of costs, whereas um, you know, being in the in the Chinese takeaway, you will always have that kind of that social stigma of being cheap. And uh, when and um, so you're not going to have that kind of slightly elevated, um, I guess, status or level of having a you know having a restaurant because or co- because restaurants cost more. They, they cost more to run. And you and you was you know you're supposed to kind of have this image of uh, you know nicer dining a nicer dining experience and this you know you have you so you have a, a mini documentary that basically talks about how uh, British Chinese um, pe- people live and then you've gone the other way with living with the lambs and I don't um I and is is commissioned you know is 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 by the is by the same you know a broadcasting corporation it was by the BBC so I don't understand why the... so yeah even so yeah so even if they didn't do any major research they cannot miss that video you know at least if they watch that video they know that you know, putting one and one together, it doesn't match, right? But it looks like they just... It's not like it's not... We're, we're not well-documented, you know I mean? It's not like we're, we're a mystery as such. I don't understand. It's, um, you know, the information is out there. Mm. No, I get, I get... I totally get what you mean. And I think it's the same thing in Australia as well. And I think um, moving to kind of correlating... Um, our experiences um, being Asian Australian to what's kind of going on um, in the UK and it's the same thing you know put it this way like I remember um, last year the last time I went back um, to, to Australia and I think the Logies or something which is like Logies is like the equivalent to the Academy Awards mm. right um, were on TV and when they were announcing all the shows that were nominated 
aside from like three, I had no clue what all the other shows were or who these actors are. Because A, I don't, as someone who is coloured in Australia, I don't watch uh, mainstream Australian shows anymore mm. because it doesn't reflect who I am. I watch Netflix or YouTube or other streaming services which have a lot more representation. And um, the fact that I don't care about Australian shows and I would care if there were more representation. I would take more care in watching it, but because there isn't, so I don't know who the hell half these people are. And that's quite telling where, you know, if I'm like that, imagine all these other people who are the same thing, who don't see themselves represented. So we just shy away from our own, you know, TV networks. And I think, um, yeah, so that, that that's one that I think that's um, something quite well, interesting. And I think... It's not, it's, it's, uh, sorry, carry on before I interrupt you, sorry. No, 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 you, no, that's all right, you go I on. I was going to say, it's, 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 it's not going to have us to, you know, to aspire to be, I guess, actors or TV writers or creators, you know, you know, in the in the media industry, there's a reason why there's probably you know when, when, say the BBC is you know the BBC sort of turns around and just or TV production companies turns around and just say well we don't there's there's we can't fi- we simply just can't find the talents you know we can't there's this you know we can't find experienced writers we can't find experienced actors you know this I we can't you know this simply it's just simply not possible we can't do it you know we don't have the people. You know, it's one of the main thing. One of the main reasons because most people are probably have been advised by their friends, their families, you know, or even themselves that um, that this industry is not for them. You know, then it's, it's more viable to it's more viable to have a career somewhere else. Of course, you are not going to you won't be able to find, you know, your, your writers or your actors. In the industry, if you're not going to make, if you're going to make it a hostile environment, if you're not going to make it uh, an aspiration for them, and mm, not making it inclusive. Yeah, well, there you go. But that's not even the that's not even the issue because you do have you do have these people, but you've just chosen not to not to pick them because of mm, your exactly. because of the idea that well, I don't know, they're probably not that experienced, even though this person probably has a portfolio or a, you know a, a resume is you know of experience um you know or experience that you think is you know that, that you think is relevant i mean this i think on the open letters they've mentioned that quite some of the um the writers on there have worked on children's uh, on children's shows so what's the issue again they're, they're missing the point and and that's the same thing in australia you know they'll, they'll say they'll give all those excuses and um they'll saying so what's the issue you know we have people who are experienced we have people who who have are writing in this genre? Uh, we have people who, um, you know, have friends who are Asian or who are, you know, Chinese or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, what those people don't have is that they're not from those communities. They don't know how it's like. They don't understand how it feels to be to feel like a minority in um, a white majority, and that's a major issue. And I think. Um, going back to my experiences and kind of paralleling that to uh, what you mentioned, we have pretty much the same problem as well there where, and I've written articles on this for some, you know, a, a big Australian media outlet where most Asian Australians and I would, and I could broadly put it to POC Australians, so people of colour, 
Australians um, leave Australia to go overseas, either to go to Hollywood, they go to Asia, or they go to Europe um, to pursue their acting or their creative careers mm -hmm. because they don't feel that they are valued in Australia, that their um, skills are valued in Australia. And it became a lot more real. That issue was always real for me, but it became a lot more real when uh, I recently put a like, kind of like a expression of interest or a shout out on um, a, a few, a number of um, Asian Australian based Asian creative type networks, whether it's acting, um, film networks, or whatever. And I was, and I'm look because I'm heading back in a couple of months time for a little while and I wanted to start to interview um, Asian Australians mm -hmm. who, who identify as creatives. Um, at the moment, I'm targeting, you know, small portions of, of categories. So at the moment, I'm looking at people who are actors, directors, filmmakers, um, things like that. And I want to A, talk about their projects, B, um, ask them about the issues of them accessing um, any opportunities in Australia to get their work shown and see um, how they go about it and and D, why they continue to toil um, in a society that does not accept them. So I want to know all these things. And I ask people for suggestions of others, so people to, you know, nominate people, right? And the response has been overwhelming. People are suggesting other people, mm -hmm. those who, um, you know, who are admins of groups or those who know a lot of people, they're putting, they're tagging names and things like that. Others have messaged and talked about themselves, asking whether, you know, maybe they could be the ones who are interviewed. So they'll share with me their projects, they'll email me, um, you know, their work and say, you know, to consider them. And at first I thought, wow, so, so many people are self-promoters and people wanting attention. But then... It, it, click, it clicked to me that, no, what that shows is that the overwhelming response means that Australia hasn't done anything for them. Mm -hmm. There's no outlet to promote their work. So wherever anyone wants to promote them, it's like everyone's fighting for scraps, right? In that sense, you know, fighting for, um, a, you know, a taste. And everyone's fighting for the same for the same promotion opportunities and the fact that there is that overwhelming response and people wanting um putting themselves out there saying you know please you know consider interviewing me shows that um there is a major issue in australia particularly in australian mainstream media where they're not promoting um people who they should like like i was you know t when we we're talking um off um the record you know, the wedding between that Chris Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus was bigger news than Asian Australian, you know, someone like James Wan making, directing an Aquaman, you know, blockbuster. Or Asian Australians who have debuted mm. in Hollywood or have just done really well. Like, no one knows them because apparently the wedding between Miley Cyrus and the Hemsworth is a lot more important. I mean, like you have James Wan, which we which is we which we uh, talked pre um, uh, pre in a previous podcast, and he's had like a, basically a fifteen year, uh, almost a fifteen year franchise, that is sh you know that shaped Western kind of pop culture. You know what I mean? Mm. Is I don't understand that that's that's something I I think it's 
very very good to have on you know have as your on your as as your achievements i mean i'm it, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm it's been very good as an as an absolute understatement obviously but um i th- i suppose if australia is that desperate to have that connection with hollywood or somehow even though well not hollywood but with um, american kind of um um entertainment royalty i don't well i, I mean miley cyrus i not not royalty but you know a name like miley cyrus that people just sort of know because uh, it's just it's just a name in pop culture um i think that's pretty pretty um sad for on, on well, australia it's it is very sad because again you know don't forget the people who do get when you when you when i every time i'm around the u.s and when people kind of talk about when i say i'm australian people will automatically mention nicole kitman hugh jackman hemsworth um you know rebel wilson even though i have issues with her for other reasons um but yeah see so they'll mention all these names and and these names are household names and these are names that are celebrated in australia because they fit into that white institution white it's a very australia's a very white centric country and if you talk about people like james one a lot of people didn't they, they made they know who he is they know that he they know him as making the saw as making the saw friend creating the saw franchise mm-hmm. but nobody even australia a lot of people don't know that he's actually australian and he was wasn't born there but he was raised there for his you know childhood teenage years to his university years right he spent like you know his formative years you know forming his own identity as an australian mm-hmm. and but in but and the thing is nobody in australia has recognized him as an australian oh, they, oh james one but it's not there's, there's no cl- ownership or claiming him it's not like how they claim nicole kitman or hugh jackman right oh you know he's an australian icon and all that type of stuff um, and and it's because James Wan had black hair, yellow skin, so no one cares about him, right? I mean, even um, Japan, and no one's going to claim uh, him. With like Naomi Osaka, and uh, even Japan, mm. uh, this is not not that it's a good thing because it's kind of you know it only matters when Japan's winning. But even Japan started just sort of started claiming um, Naomi Osaka. Oh yeah, she's Japanese. She's Japanese because she's won like you know, is it the American Open? I think um, for for tennis, but you know, Australian Open. Australian Open. Sorry. And yeah. um, but you know, but before if she didn't do so well, uh, you know, she, oh, she's American, she's not Japanese, and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I mean, not even Australians doing that. You know. Just... I know, and and it's just crazy. Yeah, and the thing is, like I said, there was an article about um, and Filipino Australian actor Charlotte um, Nickdell. Um, she's been in more of the like a you know like a young adult teenage tv australian tv series um and so she she has a name there and she's recently just made her u.s debut Mm. in an apple commission series um so she's in la um filming that and i've already and she's already agreed to meet up with me but again the only australian news that i saw coming up was from the like a industry right like a film industry um guild type article talking about her making her debut so it's not like no one else not like daily mail australia or something like that not like in the mainstream no Mm. then no no one cares yeah no one cares there so and i'm thinking this to me this is big news right 
so I wrote about it, but nobody else cares. And I think, um, and this is why I've been telling a lot of Asian strength, particularly in the creative space, there are, there are lobby networks, there are advocacy networks who um, are trying to um, ask for more diversity, but they, they don't push the mold. And the reason why they don't push the mold is because most of them are working in that space. So for them to keep the status quo is to keep their jobs mm. and their careers. So they don't push that much. They'll talk about it and they'll lightly sugarcoat it. Um, but there's no major push. Um, and and this is why someone like myself who um, is not, who doesn't rely on that as a career, I can probably speak more on that more than anybody else. And it shows that that means that there's no opportunities in Australia for that kind of expression. But people fearing if they do talk about it that they're going to lose their jobs because that's their career mm. and to me and that and that's a major issue and i think that's why i've always mentioned to people it's extremely important that we are a lot more united um whereas you know see how how the whitewashing um asian august um you know and even look at the when oscar's so white all those con all those type of advocacy kind of um, came about mm. it's because um, Asian Americans slash people of color in America banded together and when you band together you're a lot more stronger um, you're not just this one person who works for a mainstream outlet and who's scared of losing their job but you're one of many who have spoken who have sung their voices and this is in like I said even in Australia we don't have like a beats um, equivalent where it's a lot more stronger in terms mm -hmm. of the advocacy everyone there's a bit scared for some um, for that reason and it frustrates me and again I'm beyond I'm beyond that frustration level of them not wanting to do anything even though I've, I've pushed all these people and asked them and they're not going to because um, to them their lives are centered around getting white centric approval because that is um, that is the that's their career mm -hmm. you know they have to appease um you know the white the white executives because those are the people who will give them their jobs and the other issue is as well there are a lot of asian australians who pop who have made it who have made it for like decades who are not passing it down um they're more so trying to keep it to themselves you know that that kind of thing there's no succession planning to hand it over hand the mantle to the next generation um, give more opportunities to the next generation. It's all about them. And I think that's the other issue where people are not sharing their success mm -hmm. back there, those who are successful. Um, and I think that that's a major problem. Um, so, yeah, so I think this is where um, changes need to be made. Now, time-wise, we've pretty much took taken this topic up for most of the time. So I think we might leave the big packet topic for the next podcast. Um, and, and I think that this topic deserved that long conversation on it. Um, so I'm pretty much done with what I wanted to say about the lack of acknowledgement. Um, and obviously I'm doing, a, I'll be doing a series of articles, pitching to different media outlets, as well as possibly writing a book on this issue. Mm -hmm. I'm keeping a record and maybe writing a book on it. Um, I don't know, Katie, do you have any kind of concluding comments? 
I hope I got to stop. I suppose I should really stop sighing so often on this podcast. Um, but I hope there is some sort of outcome from living with the lambs. Um, I myself don't really fancy seeing this show on air, but I do. I do see that there's a reason and there's an opportunity for this um is should this show be you know be still be green lighted um for for the bbc to consider to start considering actually hiring um a british chinese um writers into the writing into the writers room and rather rather than just uh, merely just um i guess uh, i i did say before that the you know they even should um they should do con- you know just consult us as well but um, I think it's we we need to be more than just cultural. We need to be more than just cultural consultants in this case. Um, it's it's mm. um, I, you oh, know, because totally, totally we, we we sh- you know um, uh, British Chi- uh, British uh, Chinese British East Asian writers should be the ones writing, and penning down um, you know the narratives, um, rather than as rather than some an imagination of someone who who has never lived experience. Mm, totally agree with that and um again i guess for me my kind of concluding comments is that um i've kind of self-appointed myself or taken upon myself to uh, really bring out this issue of that lack of recognition of acknowledgement and obviously my experience i can really only speak on behalf of being an asian stranger that's my lived experiences but I do know that, and I will be speaking to other, you know, POC Australians, um, you know, who who are also in that kind of same situation or experience the same things. And if we look at it, being Asian or being Black or being, um, you know, Middle Eastern, um, you know, in Australia, we can really parallel and compare the similarities within all our experiences mm-hmm. in terms of when we talk about representation in the media and being acknowledged and chance more than none you would see that there's a lot of similarities and i guess i wanted to end on that and we will talk about the big packet issue but we'll leave that for the next podcast because i think um this podcast deserved um an entire episode to talk about and open up about this issue so with that um just want to wish everybody a happy year, Lunar New Year of the pig. Um, hope it brings you a lot of great wishes and prosperity. So the meaning of the pig is that um, it has, you know, pigs have chubby cheeks and long ears, which means that it will be a prosperous um, year for um, people, particularly for those who were born in the year of the pig as well. So, um, yeah just well wishes thank you everybody thank you everyone and happy new year to everyone else as well thank you bye